You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. It is Monday, which means it's time for Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft nurse Chris Minogue. She is here to help you with anything from settling your baby to feeding solids to juggling between two children. That's a big thing for lots of parents. And of course, sleep, sleep and more sleep. So if you have any questions for Chris, you can either call us on 1800 Kids Radio. If you're watching us on Facebook Live, you can pop your comments below the video and we will get to your questions. Hi, Chris. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. You had a nice weekend. I did. I had a great weekend. Beautiful. Well, let's start with Kat because I don't reckon Kat had a very nice weekend. Did you, Kat? (laughs) No. (laughs) So Kat has um, given up night feeding for her 17-month-old about five weeks ago, but he is not having a bar of it. He wakes at midnight and screams for, is it three hours, Kat? Yeah, up to three hours most nights. Oh, Kat. Kat. (laughs) Um, How many feeds was he taking when you were feeding him? Um, We fed him till... Way past when we should have, but yeah. two feeds, yeah. So two feeds overnight. Yeah, and we kind of would let him carry on till about midnight yeah. at the end, and yeah. then give him a feed at midnight. And it seems to be when he's waking now, waking now, still. Yeah, yeah. Um, and are you still feeding during the day? Um, I've cut down to one feed for him. He's eating a lot better. Yeah. Um, and he just has a bottle before bed. Oh, okay. So it's not even that you're feeding him, it's that he can take that in a bottle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He, yeah, he just okay. holds. Yes. And how many nights has he been terrorising you for three hours? Um, I would say it's 90%. Um, so he might sleep through and surprise us one or two nights um, of the week. Yeah. But generally 90%. He's awake and he's He's up. awake, yeah. Okay. So in this one, it's a real reteach, and the difficulty with 17-month-olds, they're loud, they can scream right, for yeah. a long time, and takes yeah. a long time to wear them out once they've woken up. So that's sort of what you're experiencing, sort of some things work, some things don't, it, there's nothing yeah. consistent with it. And in this case, I think you just have to take the note about reassurance and try and be consistent, because in the end, he's got to figure it out himself. So yeah. when he goes to sleep in the day, does he require anything from you when you put him down? No, no. So he'll go down, he'll go to sleep? Yeah, 12 o'clock he goes to sleep in the day for two hours. Perfect. Just, I just pat him on the bottom and he's asleep within five, ten minutes. Okay, so the patting is quite reassuring to him? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And when you put him down in the evening, does he require a little bit of patting as well? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he will not let me leave this is the problem through the night I think so Um, this is where it starts in the evening because in the day he lets you go after a bit of patting or do you pat him to sleep inadvertently um I'd say I'd probably I'd say he's pretty much asleep by the time I go yeah Yeah. so unintentionally you end up patting but he goes to sleep very quickly so he goes to sleep there with patting at seven o'clock at night does he go to sleep with patting as well same sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're going to use the patting to start to change the behaviour and then we've got to pull back on the patting so he learns to self-settle. So at the moment okay. you're still settling him and he's going to yeah. need a little bit of that. Now, when he wakes up at, say, 12 o'clock, does he start with a full-on cry or does it he, sort of temper yeah. up to it? He stands up and oh, yeah. screams for dear life, yeah. Right. It, and, yeah. <laughs> and when you go into the room... 
and say, try and comfort him and walk out, does the screaming get more, um, well, more, more? When I go in, he throws himself face first down into the cot and oh. he's quiet as a mouse. <laughs> oh, he's waiting for you to pat him? Yes. God, I love him. <laughs> well, but at least he knows what's going to happen. The problem is I could pat him for hours and he won't go hours. back to sleep. And he'll just wake up as soon as I stop. Yeah, so he's whatever actually I... not going into a deep sleep phase when no. you give him that pat. And that's yeah. sometimes the problem with these older babies is they're quite happy to take the comfort from you. They're not being very good at actually dropping off to sleep because that's something they have to do themselves. Yeah. So I think what I would do is at the moment is do small increments of the patting, small increments of leaving and go back and give him more patting. So okay. only let him, you know, cry for a minute or two, then mm-hmm. go in. He already knows what to do. He lays, he throws himself down <laughs> the bed. So then I would literally pat him and say, you know, it's time for sleep now. And mm-hmm. then I'd walk out but I'd only give him a couple of minutes of cry and I'd go back and then I'd pat him again and say, it's time for sleep. So that mm-hmm. the line, it's time for sleep and the pat is what he takes as comfort because inadvertently you've gone from feeding him to teaching him that you will pat him. It's just yeah. the feeding he went into a deeper sleep because it was more um, comforting to him. Yeah. So now we're actually got to teach him to go to sleep himself. And that's going to take, it's going to take a, few, a while. It's going to take about 10 days. Mm-hmm. But if you stick at it and you go between yourself and your partner, then I think you'll find that he will start to accept that it's just comfort and then mm-hmm. he has to roll over and go back to sleep himself. The only trick is that you will probably need to do it for all of his sleeps. So he can't be sort okay. of padded yeah. in the morning uh, at lunchtime and in the evening and then not padded at night because he'll just get himself so worked up. Yeah, so kind of let's see if we use really small increments of yeah. of comfort and crying to see if he can start to put himself to sleep. So if the crying decreases and softens, just step back and wait a few minutes. And yeah. then when it, when it picks up again, go back in and give him some comfort. But you'll, you'll need to take a little breath and go, okay, we're ready for this. And off we go. And how long do you, would you do that for the whole three hours? Just going in, going out, going in? Or, yeah. you know... Yeah. I would start to extend. So in the first probably 15, 20 minutes, I'd probably do it quite regularly. After that, I'd just, just try and extend it a little bit mm. and see if he give him more time to go to sleep. Okay. Okay, himself. And then yeah. go in and pat for a slightly extended time. Then just keep extending by a few minutes and a few minutes till you hit that mark where you think you'll go to sleep. Okay. Which on average is somewhere between eight and a half minutes and 12 and a half minutes was one report we read. So mm. just work yourself up without him losing it. Once he's completely lost it, then you're it's sort of like a train wreck. You have to pull him all yeah. the way back before you can reset and start again. And, okay. and they can get to that stage really, really easily. And I'm dealing with a couple of these babies at the moment, and they're a challenge. Yeah. yeah they really yeah. are a challenge. But consistency still will be the answer to this. Okay.
Okay. All right. Good, Good luck. luck. Right. Fingers I'm crossed. Give it a go. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. This is Kindling Helpline with Mothercraft Nurse Chris Minogue. She's here to answer any of your questions. If it's a 17-month-old who won't go to sleep <laughs> at night, the answers aren't always perhaps what you want to hear, but they're probably what you need to hear. Am I right, Chris? It's a little bit like that, and they're just big, and they they understand. They understand the door opening, shutting, that you're going, that you're going to sing or dance for them. They just it's a really really it's difficult for the parents as difficult for the child well good luck anyway Kat we hope it works for you um, if you've got a question you can give us a call on 1-800-KIDS-RADIO or you can pop your question in the comments below if you're watching us live on Facebook we have a question from Amy she says I have a two and a half year old who until recently has been a good sleeper and has always settled herself in the last two months she now wakes multiple times most nights stands up and cries if I go in give her a quick cuddle and sometimes water she goes straight back to sleep I've tried to break the habit and not go in but she gets hysterical and more awake until I go in and then the resettling process takes a lot longer she isn't cold her nappy isn't wet she still has a day nap most days but I wake her up after one and a half hours any tips decrease shorten and stop her sleep in the day and it will fix your problem at night so when we have this so she's multiply waking up at night if we just took her sleep away from her in the day she'd be overtired So what I want you to do is over a few days is wean her day sleep back and you should see her nights getting better in that maybe she can cope longer on her own before you have to go in or she responds faster when you go in, okay? So she's doing an hour and a half at the moment. Um, Basically, you want her awake by 2 o'clock. So if you put her down at 12, she can sleep till 2. She's doing an hour and a half, so she's probably going down, I'd say, at 12.30 and sleeping till 2. For the next three or four days, you just want her to have one hour sleep. So you might put her down at one and get her up by two. She'll be a little bit grouchy when you get her up at two. Uh, Nothing, you know, a quick episode of the wiggles or something might help her there. Um, Then after a couple of days, you're going to try and drop it down to 40 minutes. So that's a really tough one for this age group because when they go into a sleep, they go into a really, really deep sleep. So I often tell mums to do this one in the car. So they're not going into a deep sleep. They're just staying in a light sleep, but they're getting about 40 minutes. A couple of days later, hopefully your nights are just getting better and the incidences of her waking are getting less and she's needing less from you. Then we get it down to 20 minutes. That is definitely a quick trip in the car. Again, awake by 2, going down about 7, 7.30. And then weaning off that day sleep technically should keep fixing your nights because from about two and a half, if they're waking multiple times at night and they've got a day sleep, the two are usually related. And that's why she's not responding to you at night. She keeps waking up because she has the energy to wake up. So let's see if we reduce your day sleep, it fixes your nights, and then maybe you might need to call back to say where you're at with her nights so we can fix that for you. All right, good luck, Amy. That's probably the answer. Yeah, good luck. Um, Terry says, my fourth child can't sleep in. It drives me nuts. I've got her to 6.30 wake up. Is this the best I'll get? Last (laughs) last night I woke to find her at the fridge at 10.30 p.m. It took three hours to get her settled again. She's 22 months. Is it most likely a development phase? How did she get to the fridge at 22 months? Pretty clever. (laughs) I would say she's in a bed and that's the problem. 
Okay. Because most children are still in a cot at 22 months. So either that or she's a you know small monkey and she's got out of the cot and she's got to the fridge. Um, if she's not in a cot, there's a very quick answer for this. So um, the answer to your first question is, is 6.30 reasonable? Absolutely. So anything from six o'clock is reasonable. So first set the right expectation. So she's, what is she? Uh, 22 months. So she's probably going to bed around 7, 7.30. Getting up around between six and seven in the morning is absolutely completely normal. She should have a sleep in the middle of the day. Um, but the fact that she can get to the fridge tends to lead that she's in a bed and that could actually be the problem. So when she... Um, you put it to bed, um, you put the porticot, if you have a porticot, you put it up in the corner of the room and you say, if you get out of your bed, I'm going to put you in that baby cot. And that usually those smart 22-month-olds will look at the porticot and look at the bed and go, I'll choose the bed over the porticot. I think 20, this is my personal thought, that 22 months is too young for a bed. So there might be a reason for why she's in a bed. And um, there are many a client that will tell you that I would say to you, put her back in her cot. Um, So it depends on why she's in that bed. I think that might be the hidden bit in this particular question. But 6.30, I'd be be doing a high five. Terry, if you have any other um, details you want to add to this question, you can either give us a call on 1-800-KIDS-RADIO or pop the comment below the Facebook Live if that's how you're watching slash listening to us. And we might be able to, or not me, Chris, might be (laughs) able to help you with a bit more um, guidance if you'd like to have any more details, such as whether your little one is in a bed or not. Um, But might just help. Yeah, it might help have a few more details. So that, of course, is the number to call if you'd like to ask Chris a question, 1-800-KIDS-RADIO, or you can ask her a question below. This is from Shirley. My toddler from birth used to love the bath. All of a sudden, he has started to hate his bath. Mm. He's been scared of his bath for almost one month, but still loves to play with water. Just putting him in a bath all of a sudden is, is all of a sudden no longer an option. Please help. So this is really common in toddlers where they've been really happy in the bath and then suddenly they don't want to stand in the bath, they don't want to sit in the bath and it turns into a tantrum. So some for some toddlers, they might have slipped They may not have hurt themselves. They might have slipped. They might feel unsure, and that's why this occurs. So what I do is for a whole month, I just don't put him in the bath. I put him in the shower. I put him in the baby bath beside the bath, but I don't put him in the big bath. And then the next time I go to put him in the big bath, I get in the bath or get the parent to get in the bath with them and reteach them how to put him into the bath. So if you've got a shower, just put him in the shower. If you've got the baby bath still, just fill up an inch of water and put it in the shower or put it on the bathroom floor and and do it that way. And sometimes just wash his face and hands and move on. Because the more you fight him with this, the more he's going to fight back. And it's not worth the fight. So what we're going to do is desensitise him to the bath and why he thinks that the bath is wrong. He might have touched the tap maybe and it was a bit warm, something along those lines. So give yourself a break. Give everyone a break. Do it any other way. Don't talk about the bath. Don't engage in the bath. Get out the baby bath or put him in the shower with dad or yourself or put him in the shower. He'll be quite happy to play on the floor of the shower. And then in a month's time, start with a small amount of water in a baby bath or a small amount or fill the bath up. But you get in the bath and then get him into the bath that way. And it usually turns itself around. 
Good luck, Shelley. I know um, boys can be really smelly. <laughs> so I get it. But... Nothing good wipes can't fix. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks for your question, Shelley, and good luck with that. We've got a question from Bonnie. Bonnie says, at what age should a baby stop waking overnight? My son is 13 months and still wakes once and sometimes twice a night. He always seems extremely hungry. Night is the only time he has a bottle. I'm too worried that he needs that bottle overnight to stop. So, Bonnie, everyone's going to have an opinion on when they should stop needing foods overnight and sleep more consistently overnight. I would say if you look at most babies, they're sleeping much better by six months and then they could and should probably start sleeping through the night somewhere between seven and nine months. Okay, so if you took the average somewhere in there, 13 months should definitely be able to sleep through the night. But the interesting thing you said here is that he seems really hungry. So I would be first making sure that he's getting enough food during the day and at 13 months, probably two, at least two milk feeds. So he might be waking up for that bottle because he's not taking it during the day because he's either overeating in the day. Um, so I'd look at food first. So he should be able to have breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, if he's not eating those well, take away the snacks. We're definitely this snacky type of um, culture. So take the snacks away, see if we can get him to eat better. I did, at the minimum, have a milk feed in the morning and a milk feed at night. Um, he could still have three until he's 14 months old. And then see if that works first. Then I would wean him off that night bottle. So just start putting less and less in the night bottle over a couple of nights and then just try and help him resettle overnight. And you'll probably find he'll start to sleep better overnight. Good okay. luck, Bonnie. Uh, it's always that elusive chalice yes. sleeping through. You'll want it. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck anyway. Um, we've got a question from Amanda. Sure. My six-month-old girl has, a slight, has had a slight cold for a week and last night was very distressed every time we put her down in the cot. We hardly got any sleep. She seemed not too bad when we picked her up, but so upset when lying down. She doesn't have red cheeks, so I'm thinking it's not teething. We put books under one end of the cot leg so that her head is slightly elevated and we have a vaporizer going. Is it likely to relate to the room being a bit too cold? Thanks, Amanda. Amanda, you're struggling. Ooh, you've That's got a lot, lot going on there. So this is a really common thing that happens after a child's been sick. So there's that couple of days when they've got a cold where they're all heady, they can't breathe, you lay, they lay down, they try and breathe through their mouth and they can't do that. So they end up waking up more. As they get better through the cold, we're still doing the same behaviour. So it becomes a learned behaviour. And that's what you've got to, that's the fine line here. Is it a learned behaviour that's knocked on from the cold, which majority of the cases it is? And just with a bit of resettling, you can get her back into the pattern. And it seems to be that if you can pick her up, she's fine. If you put her down, she's not. That's definitely behavioural. So if I get picked up and I calm down and I look around and I'm calm, it's got nothing to do with the cold because it's reactive. When I put her in the cot, she starts really crying. So three, four, five days of the cold and I'm picking you up more and I need to do more for you turns into this type of behaviour. So what you're going to do is wind it back. So you, you might need to start doing some resettling even up to midnight and then she might actually need a feed at midnight and then trying down till six in the morning about I think this stems from the behavior around a cold and then you're going to pull her back she could be cold um but I'm assuming she's in pajamas and a sleeping bag that's a presumption the vaporizer 
wouldn't be making her cold because that usually puts warmth through steam in there. So you're doing you're doing all the right things. I think she just needs to be resettled. I remember point. that happened with both my kids. Yeah, when they get a cold. When, yeah, we and there's a fine be. line. Between, well, we bring them into our bed. I'm still sick, <laughs> and actually, I'm better. But I quite like that cuddling that went on. Yeah, yeah, always, <laughs> always did that. My sister and I actually used to talk about it, how we were like, oh, that was sick and now we've got it. Anyway, well, good luck and Amanda, we hope that works for you. Please feel free to call us. And I suppose I should add here as well that um, all of this advice is going off seeing people's comments and questions. Um, So um, Chris is a mother craft nurse, not a doctor. So if there's something in your heart telling you there's more going on um, and you're worried, please do see your GP and get them checked out. Mm. Mother Instinct always yeah but she did seem to mention that she sort of knows that it's the cold's Mm. getting better yeah okay so this is kindling helpline and we're with mother craft nurse chris minogue if you have any questions you can give us a call on 1800 kids radio if you're watching through the facebook live pop your comments below excuse me we only have about seven minutes left so we'll get through as many questions as we can this one is from katrina she says my sister's daughter is three years old and she's up anywhere up to five times a night. She wakes up and comes out of her room and into her mum and dad's room wanting various things like cuddles, water, and is sometimes crying. They have tried many different things. Any advice? Oh, this one's must be all the toddlers and the little kids out today. Um, if they've tried everything and, you know, the common things, walking her back to bed, she doesn't need water, she might need to go to the toilet, she's a three-year-old, um, disengaging her, like walking about but not talking to her, if she, they've literally tried those and each of those for three nights, um, again, he will have to assume she's not having a day sleep because she's three. So if she was having a day sleep, just take the day sleep out. Um, and then the next thing I would actually do is set up a bed beside their bed and show her where it is before she goes to bed. Just put a pillow on the floor. Don't make it too comfy because she'll be there till she's 21. But <laughs> just pillow... Mattress, you know, little mattress, pillow, and a blanket. And when she comes in the room, you just say, you have to lay down on that bed. So if they've literally tried everything else, sometimes this works because the child just wants to be closer to the parent. And then eventually they just sleep through. So you might put that little bed beside your bed at the bottom of your bed, but that's as far as she gets. And again, I wouldn't really engage her too much if if her world is okay. Um, Then I would just say, you need to lay down the bottom of the bed. Okay, see if that works. Well, Katrina, if your sister feels like giving us a call, uh, Chris will be back next week at midday. So if she wants to get some more tips and take us through what she's tried, she's more than welcome. Our last question comes from Linda. She says, this is a bit older than we're used to dealing with, but we'll see how we go. Uh, My eight-year-old has decided to climb into our beds in the middle of the night and just finds it hard to go back to sleep. He tosses and turns, and after he finally gets to sleep, he struggles with getting up in the morning. Uh, Uh, You could try what I would do with a three-year-old if they were doing this. So the first thing is to get them in a state of relaxation when they go to sleep at night because that eight-year-old might be thinking about, you know, the handball game at school and the test coming up and all sorts of things. So try an audio book. Yes, lay down, listen to the audio book. It might just relax him so he sleeps better at night. And then if not, I'd try the same thing I suggested with the three-year-old. I'd put a, a bed at the bottom of the bed and say, you can come in, but you have to sleep down there. And that Mm. might just give him the reassurance, but there's probably lots going on in his head and he just needs to 
relax. Don't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you, everyone, for your questions. That's all we've got time for today on Kindling Helpline. Um, Chris and I will be back in the studio next Monday at midday. We'll also be Facebooking live. So if you prefer to jump onto social media, please feel free to do that. The other thing you can do throughout the week if you want to get your question in for next week is email us at conversation at kindling.com.au. We're always taking texts on 0437 200. Chris, thank you for coming in today. Pleasure. And thank you all for listening. And we'll be back at midday tomorrow talking about online safety for your family. I'm really excited about this one. It's pay- taking us all back to the beginning and showing us what we need to know in order to raise our children safely in the digital world. I need it. So hopefully the information will be helpful for you as well. That's at midday tomorrow. I'll see you then. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.